1: On today's episode of The Bolts Broadcast, Tony returns. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 22 of The Bolts Broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today chase how are you on this lovely Sunday evening
0: I am doing pretty well um incredibly tired today I uh, just you know for I had I had a lot of stuff I was super busy didn't sleep well so you know all, all that adds up so I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of trooping along through this but I am you know i'm I'm doing well good day for the lions uh good weekend for Michigan it's been been a good outing for Tampa as well so it's all just combining for Good a couple of days. How are you doing, Mike?
1: I'm doing flipping fantastic. Can I tell you why?
0: Oh, I'd love to hear.
1: Well, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while, uh, you would know that, yes, as Chase mentioned, he is a Lions fan, but I, myself, am a Cincinnati Bengals fan. and uh, No, I'm not a bandwagon. You can go back to the uh, hard days. Back when we were doing Season 1 and the Bengals were absolutely horrible, we didn't have Joe Burrow yet, uh, still rooting for him there, so don't even start with that. But, my gosh, Joe Burrow is the best damn quarterback in the NFL as he takes down the MVP favorite, Pat Mahomes. And now, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-0 against the Pat Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals now sit tied for 1st. In their division, uh, the Ravens do have the tiebreaker. However, Lamar Jackson goes down. Thoughts and prayers out to him. But if he can't go for a little bit, I mean, it's the Bengals division to take. I'm feeling so good about that team.
0: Yeah, I'm ha- happy for you, I guess. I'm not happy for my fantasy teams that have Lamar and have Mark Andrews. So that's, you know, that's tough. But yeah, it's I, I did hear that the Bengals have... Beat the chiefs with like with Joe Burrow every single time uh, by three points. Yep. that That's just, that's just, that's a crazy stat. That's pretty funny. And, but yeah, no, that's, that's a good. Good for you, Mike. I'm happy for you, I guess.
1: And a great part about it is the first two times we faced the chiefs. We went down early, came back, got the win. This time it was a little bit different. We got up to an 11 point lead. The chiefs, they roll back. They get, I think at one point, a 10 point lead, maybe it was only seven, but the Bengals still able to clutch up and take the win. Tony Romo and uh, Jim Nance the whole time saying, oh, this is a little bit different. The Bengals last time were the team that had to come back and got the victory. Looks like the Chiefs are doing that now. Uh Uh-uh, not against Joe Burrow, who is Joe Cool. Did you see the last play of the game?
0: I did not like like last actual player when they like spiked the ball. You're last saying, actual or kneel the ball?
1: Yeah, yeah, that I did. I mean, there was a guy in Joe Burrow's face. I thought he was just getting smoked. I thought it was a sack. He legit had no fear in him whatsoever. Clean pass right to T. Higgins, first down, got them the win. I the composure in that moment just makes me think: is that Tom Brady comparison? Is it real? Is it realistic? I think it might be. I mean, yes, and, yes, and no, because
0: like, there's still different quarterbacks. Like Burrow's the better athlete of the two. Tom Brady's still got to be, like, he's probably you know the the smartest football mind to step in on the field and play. So like, Burrow's got you know more time to show that as, as things go on. And who knows? Maybe maybe he will be, but. Right now, it's, it's a little, little early to say that he's Tom Brady, you know.
1: All I got to say is when it comes to the clutch factor, they both get it done. And I think, on average, they are the two fastest um, release times in the NFL. So, both of them just diagnose the play so quickly, get the ball out of their hands, and make plays happen. But... This isn't a football show. This is a hockey show. We're on the Bulls broadcast, and we've got a great one for you today. We're going to be talking about, oh, Tony, oh, Rocco, Anthony Sorelli being back. Uh, got to talk about Steven Stamkos, captain, my captain, a thousand points to a little game review preview after the commercial break. Going to be talking about some news around the league, including we did want to talk about one prospect for the upcoming 2023 draft because his his market has just skyrocketed. People are falling in love, and we'll talk about him after the commercial break. But Chase, we'll start it off. O'Rocco, oh, Anthony Sorelli back for the Tampa Bay Lightning.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been been a long time coming, but he's here. He's healthy. He's back. He's going to be rolling with us, hopefully for the rest of the year with no hiccups. He's such a big part of this team, and it really makes a difference when he's out of the lineup. He's he's a nice, steady two way presence. He can bring some offense. he plays well defensively so it's a great addition to bring him back to the lineup it'll be really helpful here down the stretch um and like really this guy i've talked about it plenty of times but he really is just underrated like around the nhl i don't think he gets enough credit and hopefully you know he can maybe even elevate his game a little bit more and start getting that credit he deserves. But regardless, he's a great addition, a great addition, excuse me, to have back in the
1: lineup. 100%. And you mentioned it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been talking about Sorelli getting back up to game speed, getting back to action for the last couple of episodes. Now we finally can say he'll be back in the lineup. So excited for it. And we can't wait to see him back out there on the ice. Let's not talk about Philippe Myers as he goes on waivers.
0: Yeah. And, Really, this one's not very surprising. When we saw the addition of Philip Myers because of the Ryan McDonough trade, I thought that, you know, if he sticks around, it's going to be as a depth defenseman, maybe an AHL or if they buy him out, then rightfully so, because he not nothing, he's nothing special. And he really has not played very well when he's been at the team. So. Not too much surprise to see him on waivers. Um, with, you know, regardless, however it, it ends up, whatever his, his career ends up being, if he you know becomes an NHL again, if he stays in the minors, if he goes over to Europe, wish him the best of luck. But I really don't imagine having much more of an NHL career going forward because he's just really struggled.
1: Yeah, and it really stinks to see. Really hoping that he can find his stride somewhere, whether that be in the AHL, maybe he goes over to Europe to play some hockey. Who knows? But still rooting for the guy. Let's not talk about Steven Stamkos, a thousand points. He hits that against our first game that we'll preview against Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it was very cool. You got, you got to, you got to love stammer. I mean, the captain still playing so well in, in this late into his career. Uh, it was cool to see him hit that mile marker, you know, it's such a rare, rare, milestone to hit. Not many guys can get there. Um, Stamkos is one of the greatest players to play in the league without a doubt. Um, Is he in the top 100 category? Who knows? But you can't say he's not one of the greater players to play in the league. So hats off to him. Hopefully he continues scoring. Maybe he can get to the 11 or 1200 mark.
1: And you know, Chase, I want to retire something here on the Bolts broadcast because two summers ago, you and I talked about how Steven Stamkos having a little bit of a... Harder time out there. He wasn't producing at this high level that we know he could. And we mentioned that, hey, maybe down the line, if it continues this way, um, maybe this is a guy that becomes expendable. And luckily, we were wrong. And, I mean, I don't know how many times we have come back and taken accountability for it and said, you know, we're so happy that Steven Stamkos heard the podcast and said, absolutely not. What are these idiots talking about? But I am so happy that he is doing what he's doing. I think we can finally retire the fact that, yeah, we said it. We said it something stupid. But uh, we've acknowledged it so many times to the point where uh, Steven Stamkos himself is shooting us a text saying, guys, don't worry about it anymore. So uh, that'll be nice to retire because I feel like anytime we talk about Stamkos hitting a milestone, we bring it up.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even going to bring it up the sign because I was like, we're, we're just moving on from this. Yeah. But fair Put it
1: enough. Um, Putting in the grave we, right we both,
0: now. Yeah, we, 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 I don't know what you said because you might cut out on your end. Sometimes when you yell on Skype, it does that. But anyway, we're moving on um, and we're going to pretend like it never happened. Sound
1: good? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not pretending it never happened. We know
0: it happened. Well, well no, no, no. What happened? I'm confused what you're talking about.
1: All right, first game against Philadelphia Flyers. The Tampa Bay Lightning come out with a hot win, 4-1. to Chase, you and I talked about how this was a spot. This was a game that maybe we could get rolling a little bit. We had two tough losses against Boston in our past four games prior to this one. Needed to get something moving. Philly was a great opponent to do it against, and we did exactly that.
0: Yeah, Nick Paul, every once in a while, he's like, you know, I'm going to have myself a game, and today was one of those days. Um, first two goals of the game played pretty well. He's just such a nice, steady presence for this team. Kind of like, you know, Sorelius, he's a really great fit in that kind of mid- middle to bottom six role that he plays. Like, he, he just works really well, and he's a great player. Um, you know, I love I love rooting for him, so good for Nick Paul. But yeah, as, as a whole, it was just, it was kind of Tampa's game. Um, you know, Philly did the best they could. They, they, helped, they kept up in shots. They tried to win the physical battle, but at the end of the day, they got overwhelmed especially there in this in the second period um just kind of dominated and it's really not much of a surprise i didn't really have many expectations for the flyers to hold in super well in this game so the way it turned out it it really can't be a surprise to many
1: i agree with you And, and nick paul there's a reason he won the surprise player award from the bolts broadcast awards because He was spectacular at the end of last year and he's continuing a great pace this year. So like you said, steady pace, love to have him on the team. Let's now move over to the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This one a little bit tighter than the game against Philly, but still coming with the same exact result.
0: Yeah. Four, three win, um, slightly different, but the same result for us. But the only difference is that we did grant the Toronto Maple Leafs a point in there in our conference. So, you know, changes things up a little bit, but, Four three overtime win. Um, it it was it was a good win. It's a tough battle whenever you're facing Toronto. It was at home, which is a nice benefit. But nonetheless, Toronto it's they're they're a very worthy opponent, and they they really they really did their best to try try to squeeze this game away. But um, Kalorn, you got you got the overtime winner. Still still playing pretty well. Um, Anthony Sorelli did very well in this game too. Um, he's already up to two points on the year, so it's, it's things that you love to see right there. But Overall, I mean, other than, you know, I guess that, that we're going to talk about a little later in the show, going to save it for later. Um, it was just, just a good, solid, exciting game and a good win for the Lightning.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't say it any better than you did right there, Chase. Let's now move on to our only game to preview this week, and that's against the—or, excuse me, this episode. And that'll be against the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday night. Now, the Red Wings were a team the past couple of years that we'd be like, all right, this is another game where, you know, we can keep it rolling. We can really uh, extend our winning streak here as the Tampa Bay Lightning. But the, the Red Wings are a little bit different this year. They've really been able to get some good wins. And this is a team that's been on the rise. What are we thinking here? Is, is this just an easy matchup, kind of how we saw Philly? Or are we thinking this might be a closer matchup than uh, what the betting odds might say?
0: I don't think it's like, oh, this is just such an easy matchup. You know, like yeah, you're going to you're going to steamroll. But uh, I also don't think like, holy hell, like we're going to have trouble. I still think Tam going to win this game. Um, I saw that Tybert twos is going to be out for a few weeks for the Red Wings. So that, that's a loss in their lineup. And they, they, they've been playing really well. year. They, they've got a lot of talent. If you look at the numbers, you know, Billy Hoos was playing really well for them. But uh, let's, let's be honest, we're, we're still out of matching them is still looking for his first shutout on the year. Um, you know, I, it's, it's got to come at some point. I'm, I'm making making my call, my, my statement, playing the flag. If Vasilevsky plays in this game, he's grabbing the shutout.
1: Wow. I love it. I love the hot take out of you, Chase. And uh, I'll just tag along. You know, I think it's going to be a, a good Tampa win, and that'll officially put us on a new win streak, taking three in a row. So we're excited for that. Stay tuned for that game on Tuesday but we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And I, I mean, there's a lot to bet on when it comes to sports right now. All these NHL matchups, you got the college football playoffs officially coming up. Can't wait for that. The NFL's in full swing and they're, they're really getting down to the wire on who's going to be taking those wild cards. So a lot of stuff to bet on. If you do, make sure to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook. But Chase... Let's now talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know this isn't a Penguin show, but they did reveal their Winter Classic jerseys, and there's just a big difference when you look at Stadium Series jerseys and Winter Classic jerseys. I think the um, more old-school vibe of the Winter Classic theme and jerseys are just spectacular, and I think the same exact goes for this year's Penguins.
0: So you're you're a big fan, eh?
1: I am. I, I love the classic, you know, P with the white uh, jersey, the two black stripes. I like the yellow helmet. I'm sure you probably have a gripe with it. I know with uh, you saying, oh, you like it, that must mean you're, you're a hater. But I love the old school vibe of it. And that's just me. You know, I'm not a futuristic guy. We looked at some of the, uh, you know, alternate jerseys that have come out this year. And any of the ones that are a little bit futuristic haven't been a big fan.
0: So I am, I, I, I'm a guy who really, I don't, like, I don't have specific preference. I, I like jerseys that try to get bold, unique, like, you know, the, the reverse retros for the Coyotes. I really like those jerseys. I also like the classics. I love, you know like the old fashioned Nordic jerseys. I love seeing the Toronto St. Pass jerseys. I, I, I like, I like good hockey jerseys. And this one, it's at best to me, perfectly fine, especially when you combine the, the yellow helmet with it. I really hate when teams don't match their helmets with their gloves and their pants. So to see this yellow helmet with the blue pants, blue gloves, really pisses me off. And I know they're tr- they're trying to pay like you know like tribute to their original branding. They were the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the 1920s and maybe even 30s. But it just I don't know. It's it's just it's boring. The stripes are, are boring. It's just a big P. Like it, it's it's boring.
1: Yeah, can't agree with you there. Uh, love the old-school vibe, and it's a, more of a cream than an actual white. And then you look at Boston on the other side. They go, their old-school logo, love their jerseys as well. And I think it's it's going to be a fun matchup in Fenway Park.
0: I definitely like Boston's much better than the Penguins, but I still think there's like better routes to go. Like, I really – that Iceberg Penguins logo is one of my favorite logos in the history of sports. Like, I wish they just – lean into that more and use that more places. But nonetheless, like it's it's still going to be an entertaining game. I would think, it'll be, I think it should be a pretty good winter classic. The Bruins are rolling. The Penguins are still a competitive team. Got, got said and everything. So who knows? Maybe I like him better on the ice.
1: And I, I get the iceberg point, but at the same time, they just reversed the reverse retros or just released the reverse retros that had it. Can you go two brand new jerseys back-to-back with that same – Iceberg Penguin logo. I don't know. I, I get why they go the P route here.
0: I mean, you could. You definitely could. But
1: you know, sure. <laughs> All right, let's talk about two records now. We got Luke Shen and Mitch Marner.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll start off with. That's already the read them in. We'll start. We'll start off with Luke Shen. He sets a record for hits in a game by an NHL defenseman. He had six hitch, six hits. Excuse me. Which honestly doesn't doesn't seem like that much to me. Like when I when I play NHL, like I I got guys 11, 12 hits every game. I'm just running around just mucking people. So it seems like a low number. I'm surprised that six is is the most by defense defenseman in a single game. But sure enough, he's got it. So it's a nifty little stat to own. Um, good for him.
1: Yes, yeah, six does seem low. When you said it, I'm like, did he did he miss? misread what he had down or what no what was it did you miss say six wow
0: yeah just six man Uh, it's very strange
1: sure is and mitch marner he sets a lease record not not as big as an nhl record like luke shen but a lease record still solid
0: yeah i mean a 19 game point streak he had it uh, extended against us and set the record again against the lightning in that game as i kind of alluded to it, it's really impressive what he's done. You know, hats off to Marner. He's, he, he was someone that like, he kind of got dogged on a little bit early in his career. People thought he was going to be underwhelming, but like I always knew this kid was going to at least be a very good on each other, but he's pretty much become at worst, a star, maybe a borderline superstar works really well with that team with, with what they got going in that top six. He fits perfectly for the way they play. And he's just been playing really well over these last, you know, three, four or five weeks, however long it's been that since it started. And, this the streak lives on. I, I wonder how long he can keep going. I would like to see him keep it going. You know, maybe he can threaten to break Gretzky's like fifty three game record. He has. Maybe maybe that
1: exists. Who knows? Uh That that might be a little bit of a stretch. But <laughs> yeah, yeah may, maybe. Uh, I I love to see it out of Mitch Marner because ever since Matthews has come in, it's always felt like Marner's kind of been that second guy. Not not a one A one B type, but no, just the number two and Tavares came in, maybe he got slotted back to number three. This is a guy who has been overshadowed by some of his teammates, but has consistently been a great producer for the Leafs. So really happy to see Marner having some notoriety here with the 19 game point streak.
0: Yeah. He, he's kind of like the redheaded stepchild uh, of the team, but you know, at the end of the day, the redheaded stepchild, she, she gets it done.
1: Sure does. All right, let's talk about Leo Carlson. This is a 2023 NHL draft prospect. If you haven't heard the name yet, a uh, little bit shocked, but you definitely will starting soon because everyone has been talking about him over the last couple of weeks. This is a guy who has shot up draft boards, um, and, and it's not like he was you know down in the 20s or 25s. He was a very highly touted prospect. But now there's talk that he is rivaling Mathe Mishkov, rivaling Adam Fantilli for that number two spot in this upcoming draft.
0: So, yes, Leo Carlson is awesome. He's playing great. He's a big-bodied, like, skilled playmaking-type center who's got the ability to put the puck in the net, too. That's all great. That, that, that's exciting. I, can't, I I can tell you for free, I can definitely not get behind... Drafting him above Adam Fantilli because Adam Fantilli is the most surefire second overall pick in the history of the NHL. Just because Connor is arguably the most surefire first overall pick in the history of the NHL, but Adam Fantilli goes first overall in every draft over the last ten years, except for like, maybe Connor McDavid. Um, like that, I, that that's, that's that's I would personally take the way Fantilli's right now over, over Austin Matthews. That could be a decision because Austin Matthews is obviously a superstar, but I think Adam Fantilli's locked and loaded being that dude. So I can't put Leo Carlson above him for sure. And I can understand the argument for drafting Leo Carlson over Matthew Mishkov, because you got better chance at immediate impact. And I think he is an immediate impact type of player. Maybe he needs one year development, maybe needs some American League games, but I think he's someone who's playing for your team at least year two of him being drafted. But Matthew Mishkov, is just this dynamic talent and he's been beat up a little bit this year, hasn't gotten to play a ton, but Every time he's played in the, the lower leagues, he's just dominated, you know, playing in the VHL. It's a very hard league to play in, hard league to score in, 12 points through eight games. Uh, he's gotten KHL games again. He'll continue to get some more. And I think once he gets to the World Juniors, he'll kind of settle that debate a little bit because um, – oh, wait, no, they're, they're still not playing in the World Juniors. It's crap. It's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, once once he gets that more opportunity because he's getting – like a, a, he's getting the KHL treatment where he's getting buried on a really good team so he's not getting the type of looks, but – if teams pass on them they're gonna they're gonna be mistaken, so I really can't put leo Carlson there Leo Carlson on my number four spot it's i it's very fair like I, I think he's earned that, but I'm definitely not taking him above the top three
1: What do you think Leo Carlson could be in the future when it comes to projecting his ceiling and and maybe even his floor like where do you think he could slot in when it comes to n h l lineups
0: so I think he's a locked note to NHLer. I think that Floor will end up being a middle six complimentary scoring type guy, but I realistically think he's a number one center and that goes for every single center, uh, like between him, Bedard, and Fantilli, I think all these guys are surefire number one centers. Matthew Mishkov a surefire number one winger. I'm just, I think Bedard and Fantilli have that more dynamic ability where Leo Carlson, I think he is, he's more skilled than Dylan Larkin, but like, you know, Dylan Larkin, He gets like 70 points a year for for the Wings. I think that it would be the same thing for Leo Carlson. Like He is a guy that can consistently get you the 70-point range, which you'll happily take from from one of your top players. But will he ever be the 100-point guy? I'm not quite there.
1: Gotcha. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot more draft talk as we continue to get closer. And once World Juniors kicks off, we'll be talking about a lot of the draft eligible guys and how they're performing when it comes to world juniors. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned to the Bolts broadcast. But you're gonna be hearing a lot more of Leo Carlson as we continue on into the season because he's really playing well. But that's gonna do it for the show. We're gonna to go to a hockey name of the day. Ooh, we got a little Luke Van Wy.
0: Yes, sir. Nice, simple and easy. Luke Van Wy uh, 2003 defenseman playing in the North American Hockey League for the Maryland Black Bears. Um, he just recently committed to Robert Morris University, so congrats to him. He's going to play Division One college hockey. Maybe someone that we see on the NHL radars down the road. Not someone that you should expect to be a draft pick by any means. As you know, Already has an O three, 3 He's going into his third draft year. Don't really expect him to be picked, but someone that can maybe earn a contract down the road. He's got a solid history of scoring. Seems like a pretty good defenseman, but doesn't seem like some groundbreaking type of guy, but... Who knows? Maybe he's a late bloomer. Maybe we'll see him down the road.
1: Sounds like a name that's trying to make fun of James Van Riemsdyk and and the last name there. It's like, uh, I'm going to put Van. Why would you put Van, you know?
0: (laughs) That's that's fair. That's fair. I like that.
1: All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro.
0: As always, thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, that'd be great. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at Hockey PodNet. While you're at it, you can follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts and the network right there. Boom, click the logo, listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars to answer your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign
1: up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. Talk to you next time.